This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Bolly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, as always, this is a Monday episode. If you haven't figured it out, we will be talking about league news as we see fit, injuries as we see fit, and suspensions as we see fit. Also, we'll be talking about your very own Washington Capitals. You're welcome. And that, as always, as we see fit. (laughs) I don't know, Polly. If more than two people listen to this podcast, maybe they'd be able to give us some feedback. But really, it's kind of like, you know, one person likes that vibe. The other person likes the nice vibe. I guess we'll just have to be experimenting on the way. Yeah, you know. Around here, we like to experiment and give it to you raw. <laughs> All right. Speaking of raw, let's let's pop some tabs and, and get right into it. What do you think? All right. One, two, three. We had to that. grab our beers there. Yeah. That's what took so long. Exactly. I had to grab our real-life beers and... It was not a soundbite that was mistimed somehow. (laughs) Um, Anyways, (laughs) Caps fans, just kidding about the the harsh, uh, you know, start there. We've got some league news for you. Paul Stastny, Polly, namesake, shared. Yeah, you know, he's He's retiring. Oh, sorry. Tell Tell me he's an American player, right? Yeah, he's an American. I believe he was on the silver medal team. In Vancouver, let's go. And that man, we won't talk about that because I'll get worked up. But yeah, uh, you know, longtime Avalanche player, he was yep. he was my dude. Um, you know, I had one of his, I had a jersey T-shirt with his name on it, and I loved when he played for the Avs. And then he ended up going to see. He played for the Jets, the Hurricanes. Oh, there's there's like three or four other ones, but he ended up, you know, he had a good stint with the Avalanche and then became a bit of a journeyman. But yeah, you know, he had a good career. He was he was one of those guys that even though he kept moving around, I I think when he was available, GMs were like, yeah, we got to get this guy. Oh, yeah. I think the you know, the game of hockey will miss him. He's a legacy. I believe his dad and uncle played. In the uh, in the NHL, no shit. I, yeah. I I knew he had a relatives that played, but didn't know it was that close to dad and uncle. Yeah, so you know, best of luck to you, Polly. And uh, <laughs> you know, hockey will miss you. Absolutely, and wish you the best. And wish Paul Stass the best in in his retirement. But uh, it was weird. Um, it's interesting to see because, you know, he hasn't played in the NHL or, or was kind of injured and whatnot throughout the end of his career for a while. He kind of faded away. But it's awesome to uh, to see that, you know, you get the announcement at least. And, yeah. you know, while Paul Stastny may be 
you know, some people's Hall of Famer. Likely, def- I would say definitely not a first ballot. But I always like Paul Stassen because, you know, American guy killing it out there in a time where the the league was much more Canadian and, and, and European dominated. Yeah, and you know, interesting about Paul Stasny is his his dad was from Eastern Europe. Um, maybe maybe Czech, and then mm-hmm. so he was born in in Canada, and he was born in Quebec. I think it's when his dad was playing for the Nordiques, but uh-huh. he's an American. So he's you know, he's European descent, born in Canada, but played hockey for USA. You know, because I think he he basically grew up in the USA. And he he played for Colorado. He played for Munich EHC while he during the half walkout. Then he yeah. went to the Blues, the Jets, played for Vegas, back to the Jets, and then last season with the Hurricanes. Nice. So long, nice career. Unfortunately, looks like he missed all of his opportunities for the cup. He left the Blues the year before they won, and then right. uh, you know he played for Vegas, and they won once he was gone. And when he was with the Avs, they were nowhere near it. So it would have been nice to. It would have been good to see him get a cup. Kind of guy you'd like to see raise the cup, but Absolutely. he retires with a, a silver at the Olympics a bronze at the world championship and a very good NHL career. Absolutely. So good for him. Uh, I, I wonder what it's like, you know, cause he's still a young guy in retirement standards, right? You know, where is he yeah, going from here? He's like a year older than you. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? But yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, I, I just mean like put that in perspective. Yeah. Like, can you right. imagine retiring from your career right now and you're set for life? Like how would that would be? Yes. Yeah. Right. So. But also, it's got to be a bit of an identity crisis, you know, because sure. you've been playing hockey, well, especially him, born into a, a pro family, and then you've been doing it your whole life. And what do you do now? Right. I'm sure there's tons of ways that, that, to give back and things like that. I mean – we talked to Carl and, and whatnot, and he said, you know, he's he's like, I'm bored. I'm getting a job. You know, he's coaching Little League uh, baseball. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. staying active, playing beer league. You know, it just it's got to be hard to turn off the compete. I mean, I wasn't a professional athlete, and I still, you know, I play beer league because I love hockey and it's fun to just play. But also, scratching that itch for that little bit of compete, you know, kind of helps keep my my chi centered yeah absolutely you gotta have that outlet for sure you know not to say like uh you know hockey is a lifestyle but hockey's a fucking lifestyle isn't it yeah it really is i think so especially when you get into the beer league because it's like you're sacrificing quite a bit in the sense of you gotta do all of your regular life stuff and then stay up an hour and then drive X amount of miles and then, you know, play late at night, drink 10 beers and then come home. Yeah. It's quite the, the, you know, 
athletic feat. It really is. And everything you mentioned there is a necessity. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You can't get around it. Right. So full package. That's, you know, what, what kills me is that, you know, Carlos Rossetti is playing beer league now. Stastny, I'm sure he's got to have a beer league somewhere. What league are you literally in where you're, where the new dude who's coming into your league is Paul Stastny or Carl Alster? Right. I mean, the league I belong in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if, if any of these guys, when they retire, if they're like, you know what, I'm going to switch hands on the stick so that I can, <laughs> still, you know, that would be a way to yeah. still try hard and yeah. like not be at a crazy advantage. Yeah, dude. I mean, or just, I, I'm keeping my stick hanging in my hips and I'm just going to do it with the feet. Like if you play D, if you play yeah. D, like no stick, just keep your stick up and just try to cut it off through body position in D or in your feet. Yeah. You have to like play little games with yourself. <laughs> like, well, you know, like, here's, here's my challenge tonight. I'm not touching the puck with my stick. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, anyways, good luck. good luck, Paul Stastny. Good for you. Um, have been seeing around the, the league, lots of guys strapping on the neck guards after the Adam Johnson tragedy, war road marketing, you know, hitting it hard, uh, in the sense of letting everybody know that they've been top of the class, uh, when it comes to creating form fitting neck guards, I feel like I'm about to do an ad for war road, but, um, you know, honestly, they had a mission to protect the youth. And I think that that has been apparent from from the get-go um would be an incredible business opportunity for war road if the nhl did mandate it which is in talks now uh as far as what they're going to do but several guys across the league strapping on the net guards paulie what do you think about all this you know i think uh i think it's a good idea we've seen it, i mean who was that player just a couple of weeks ago took a skate to the face? Um, mm. You know, that, that wasn't catastrophic, but um, it was pretty nasty looking. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I think it's good. You know, um, I was annoyed by a neck guard when I wore them. Um, it's got me thinking next time I'm on the ice, I might think about getting one um, because, you know, if, if this kind of thing can happen with the pros, imagine how much worse it can. I mean, I mean, it can't get any worse. Yeah. How much worse your chances are of it happening with right. the beer league jokers, of myself course. included. And when you when you talk about contact hockey, I think it's a lot different from beer league. But it's funny because I was telling my girlfriend about this whole thing and like what happened, and she was like, "What? What the hell?" You know, freaking out about it. And then at that time. Tom Wilson just leveled Boone Jenner and Boone Jenner's feet came up high and swiped maybe six inches away from Tom Wilson's nose through a head. Uh, and she literally looked at it and said, well, what about that? And I'm like, trust me, that's not happening in beer league for me, but uh, yeah, yeah, for those guys, maybe it is worth looking into. Um, the crazy part is, is that you're exactly right. I mean, uh, neck guards would, would fix some stuff in the sense of 
it's it's not so much about the force. It's not like a chopping motion. You got to remember that there's two blades for every skate that are, you know, forced down into the ice. If it gets forced into your neck, it's it's a sharp edge. It's an, it's literally a knife. So, um, I mean, TJ Oshie has been pretty uh, – he's been sporting the neck guard. I think Tom Wilson even tried it on in Pracky or something. Uh there's been guys that have been trying it on and I think that war road has the best product as far as being form fitting. And thin. a lot of the ones like the one that I put my daughter in to go, to go skate uh, when she plays ice is a very thick pad. This has been the mandate for USA hockey for youth players for a long time. Um, I would say if it's going to be a pervasive and systematic change, it's going to start with the youth either reinforcing or enforcing harder that neck guards get put on at every game. Um, I was too old to be, to, I missed the whole neck guard thing, but correct me if I'm wrong, Polly, when you were playing youth, a piece of the equipment, much like a mouth guard, much like in, in the mouth guard, was likened to a, a helmet you had to have it. Is that right? Yeah, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, a 10 minute misconduct for any player who didn't have a mouthpiece or a neck guard. Um, uh, certain refs would skate by the bench before every game. And, you know, he'd point people out be like, go get a neck guard or you're not playing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot, they, they would do that as a courtesy. So you didn't get the penalty. Um, but yeah. And I think, I think it's still mandated in U18 USA hockey. I do too. And I, I would assume to say, uh, I mean, I would think that if your organization, wherever you're listening from has been lax about those rules, you'll probably see a little bit of a tightening up on that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a shame that something like this has to lead to opening people's eyes, but you know, hopefully this kind of, um, you know, moving forward, this vigilance on safety protects people from this happening again because nobody wants to go play something, you know, it's a game. It's your passion. No one wants to worry about taking someone they care about home in a body bag. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, interesting to see. We'll see what happens at the NHL level, but – uh you know, there are solutions out there and there are ones that are quite form fitting. And, you know, I don't think anybody's in the position to be arguing against it at this point, uh, though. It's the NHL, let them do what they do. And I'm, I guess I'll leave the commentary at that. Injuries, though. Timothy Lindgren out for long term with the Leafs. Jack Hughes out week to week, upper body. Adam Fox on LTIR. Philip Cheadle, IR, upper body body those are some heavy hitters for every single team that we just named what are you thinking Polly? i mean this these are legitimate concerns for the teams in which these injuries have happened yeah i mean someone was saying oh sorry sleepy boy um, easy buddy yeah i'm a sleepy boy someone on uh by the way we are streaming it's it's it very late at night on Sunday, so you know you're welcome. We're we're putting in the work for yeah. you. We're sacrificing our our health ultimately because sleep is important to your health. 
And I will say that I have severe sleep apnea, so sleep is important. <laughs> oh my me. god! Um, you do snore really loud. Oh no! I I mean I got I got tested for it. Like my my numbers are like it like one reading was like thirty is considered considered severe, and my reading was sixty. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why am I? I don't know why I'm laughing, but but it's it makes me laugh. Sorry, I'm sorry. All right. Well, I, I think I I think on average I stop breathing sixty times per night. It's pretty it's pretty bad. Um. Anyway, uh, Jack Hughes, uh, someone on NHL Network was saying it like a week ago that that's his uh, early dark horse for the heart. Yeah, you know, so that's um, obviously that goes to show you how important he is to to the Devils. Adam yep. Fox, former runner-up to the Norris Trophy, yeah, um, previous I mean, Norris Trophy winner. He's won it before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he won, and then he's also run up to to Carlson. But you know, I mean, all four of these guys. I mean. I, the Leafs are probably the least hurt, I'd say, but still, right. not good. No, no bueno for either of them. All, I, I mean, and that's hockey, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Philip Cheadle, you know, I, I, I feel like that's all of it. All of it's just really bad for, especially the Rangers. But we'll take it because the Rangers do happen to be leading the standings, but we do hope these guys get back. No LTIR rating for either of them, just week to week and kind of wait and see. Oh, no. Fox is LTIR. Oh, is he? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I see that now in the notes. So big, big detrimental fucking blow to the Rangers. Um, And yeah. Another huge, I think at least, uh, suspension here. McAvoy sussied four games for a late high hit on Oliver Ekman Larson. He's appearing, he's appealing for some reason. I mean, who knows how long it's going to take for the NHL to figure out when they're going to have the appeals trial and sentence and all this other drama. But um, I don't know. What do you What do you think, man? Did you Did you see this play? Yeah. Um, I thought it was he pretty bad. He deserved it. He deserved yeah. it. He should he should sit for four games if that's how it's going to be. You know, um, the NHL has made some uh, pretty material changes to the rule book in the sense of how they're well, not to the rule book. That's the problem, but to how they're going to enforce the rules that are written in pencil in their rule book. Uh, in any case, this hit was late. And he launched into his head. Uh, it's, I think, sensible Bruins fans can't de- defend this. No, yeah, and am I am I thinking the right hit? This was also a possible elbow. Am I thinking of the well, right hit here? It happened um, in the offensive zone for McAvoy, and I think he launched into it. It was around the cre- the yeah. or the slot area. Yeah, I mean, I if I remember correctly, they could have probably called three separate minors on this play. Um, yeah. If not more. So, you know, anytime 
you have a hit that could be classified as more than one penalty, you're not looking good for suiting it up <laughs> next week. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they assessed a major and a game misconduct on the play. Yeah, yeah, and getting a oh. getting a five in a game that also doesn't bode well for uh, your suspension situation. Absolutely not. Last one, Andrew Andrew Mejapani. Sorry, sussy one game for cross checking Jared McCann. I didn't see this one, Paul. Did you? No, I didn't see it, but I saw the news, so I thought I thought I'd mention it. Jared McCann, he's a former shitbird, right? Yeah, he is. Went to Seattle. Yeah, uh, he's he's still with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they packaged him to, uh, or maybe McCann was. I remember. I think Penn's fans were happy. They took McCann because they were worried he'd take someone out. They would Seattle right. would take someone else. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, one game sussy there. I think McCann would probably do the Penguins good at least this point in the season. But let's not get cocky, eh? Yeah. All right. Before we talk to the, about the Washington Capitals, we do have to uh, pay the bills a bit. A little bit of a different pacing on this episode. We've been kind of ragging it around, being fucking chill. Hope you like it. Uh, unlike the, the intro where we just demanded that you enjoy it. All right. Anyways, Caps fans, Raycon is one of our sponsors and they make amazing headphones. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never early, it's never too early to start holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because early Black Friday sale is going on now. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. This past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra fillers filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you wash your face with and brush your teeth with is actually, you know, clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save. Now, trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now. Buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off statewide. That's buy site ride. That's buy Raycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buy Raycon.com slash THPN. And then there's ROG, the best sporting app that you can get the best sports book. The NFL 
is going strong. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the one game. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 800, I'm sorry, 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and older age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com, DraftKings. Sorry, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Polly, let's talk about the Caps. Let's do it. All right, let's get the Washington wraparound going. Woof. So, the Caps had a bit of a stretch to rest, if you would say. Yeah, boring the viewer. Right. Being boring, not playing the games that we want them to play. Yeah, this should Um, be like the MLB where they play 162 games. That's what I need. Yeah. I need every night. I need every night. Um, Double headers. Yeah. (laughs) Double headers. The problem is that with this kind of lull in games, we got some really fucking terrible news. Backstrom Leave of absence. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been drinking pretty heavily, and this is why. It's just so sad. Um, well, for the last 18 years, basically, uh, it's been... Ovi and Backy, that's been the Washington Capitals. They've been the two constants. Yeah. And we were we were so amped that he was able to have the surgery and looked good. Looked like he was having fun out there with the boys. He was moving good and playing good hockey and just boom out of nowhere. Smacked in the face with this awful news. Yeah, and I mean Backstrom has had he's he's looked okay. He hasn't, you know, sniff test says he's all right, but when you look at the underlying numbers, they weren't great. There are flashes of brilliance. Uh, but I don't think he found the consistency in the game that he knows what an NHL player needs to have. You know, I and I think in the last few games, like you could really see that in him. Um 
but man, that's a gut punch. Just to think about the Washington Capitals on Nick Nicholas Backstrom. Honestly, it's just as bad as no Ovi. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's not a day I'm looking forward to having them both gone because this already just sucks. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. I think Nicholas Backstrom signed a five-year four years ago, three years ago. Here he's in his fourth year. He's got one year after this. Um if it's an LTIR issue, then it's LTIR. If I were him, I'd probably say, like, put me on LTIR if, if I'm done. Instead of retiring, I'd want my contract. Um, and I'd go through the last part of, the, like, the last season, which would be next season, just kind of like Carl Haglund did, you know, hanging out, being with the boys and, and offering what you could, but I think that the Washington Capitals are still well. No, Washington. I don't want to want to speak on anybody else's behalf. I'm hopeful that Nick Backstrom comes out of the haze. Like, imagine if he comes back for like the last ten games of the playoffs, scores twenty points, and and then goes into playoffs, and then we go win a cup. Well. That does sound wonderful. <laughs> that's just what I want. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. You know, that sounds like the kind of daydreams I have where I'm like, what if Ovi <laughs> scored one goal every game this season, at least? <laughs> right? I don't know. Poor Nikki. Uh, you know, I mean... Let's just talk about the team today. Sands, Nick Baxter. He's clearly a leader. He's worn the A. He's worn the A so well that they have to alternate from Oshie and Tom Wilson every game. There's two players that need to uphold the A standard for one guy. I think that there's there's real signet like that that signifies a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, and if if Ovechkin wasn't on this roster, back you would have that C this whole time. No doubt, absolutely. Imagine if we didn't have a you know fifty plus goal scorer on the roster. Imagine if it even was like thirty five. I still think Nick Backstrom would 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 be wearing the C there. Oh, for sure. I mean, you think back about times and where the team needed to turn the fuck around. It's Nick Backstrom closing the doors and saying like coaches aren't allowed. Let's go in and, you know, have a little talk about with the team, you know, behind closed doors. That's all. That's, that's really all Nick Backstrom. And, and typically from what I've heard is that he, he's the one that's initiating that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder if, um, you know, did Ovi um is Backstrom maybe a better leader overall and Ovi kind of got the C because he's the star which seems to be the trend in hockey um you know not not something we'll ever know the answer to but right um I think he's definitely a great leader and um 
the Washington Capitals are significantly less of just themselves when he's not on the roster. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like, you know, like late at night when was it Sarah McLaughlin starts playing? Yeah. That whenever I talk about Nick Baxter leaving the team, this is this is that's the soundtrack I hear. Like little furry animals getting squashed with Sarah McLaughlin in the background. That's how sad it is. Yeah. You're the you're the dog with the sad eyes. Yeah, exactly. Well, best of luck. You know, of course we would love there's two years almost left of the contract. Nick Backstrom could come back at any time, and of course we would love that. But as far as right now, it's a leave of absence, which means pretty much indefinite. Um, we'll see what happens. And if anything else develops with the story, of course, we'll be here to let you know. Moving on, though, Dowd on IR, uh, Hendrix LaPierre up this week. And uh, Lindgren's back as of the beginning of the week, you know, looking, speaking into the past. And uh, a good thing is, is Pacioretty is skating. Been quite the buzz on that this whole week. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, I, I think that getting Pacioretty for $2 million plus some pretty heavy or, you know, performance bonuses, whatever, it could still balloon to like $4 million. Um I think that's quite the steal considering that his going salary is seven per year. And I think yeah. that's quite a conservative number, seven per year. I think that's uh, an amazing thing. And, and it's good to see him skating. The injury that he took is, is pretty big. And honestly, the reason that why I, I said 20 games is 20 games is because I think that Pacioretty is going to be taking at least that much to get back in the lineup. And I think that after post 20 games, you know, I'm not a fucking idiot here. I wanted to make sure that we're getting our, our whole roster, uh, especially the big pieces. And I think Max Pacioretty could be an incredible asset to the Washington Capitals, man. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think he's going to be quite the boost. So, Best of luck to Patches. Get out there. Get that strength back. Get the confidence back. Let's get you in. Let's get you in fucking fine and twine here. Um, but that's Caps News. Caps News. Let's move on to the actual games. On the 11th, or I mean, I'm sorry, on the 2nd, you know, hope you had a great Halloween and all that. But, uh, you know, now we're in Turkey Month. So uh, not, and just to be clear, that's, that's not Christmas. We are not God. talking about Christmas yet. It's Christmas with a one-day break for Turkey in football. Are you already decorating for Christmas, Polly? No, I still have Halloween decorations up. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, we got the turkey. Thanksgiving. It's not. Let's not forget to be thankful, okay, folks. Anyways, what we don't need to be thankful about is how we got absolutely downtroddenly stomped by the New York Islanders. I really thought, and, and I really don't, I, I, I've got a whole outline here and all this stuff, but I really don't want to talk about this too much because we lost, what, four to nothing? Yeah. Um, 
we came out unscathed on the injury list for the most part. I thought she was going to get hurt. Didn't happen. Kuznetsov hit him right in the fucking hand with a yeah. pretty hard wrister. And uh, the people who ended up getting inj- injured were Adam Pellick, trying to stand up Protus, big man. I think I think Alexei Protus is much stronger and much sturdier on his skates than a lot of guys give him credit for, which is why he's such a terror on that muck and grind type play that we need in our lower lines in the third and fourth line. That's why he is here. That's why he has always been a Washington capital. Um, Adam Pellick messed up his hip did not return. And that did not look like a really good way that he came off the ice. He seemed like he's in a lot of pain. The Washington capitals got absolutely smoked. Kudos to the New York Islanders winning for nothing. Um, overall, in the first, Kimber goes a perfect two for two, two shots, two goals. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it happens. Um, we, on the other hand, the offensive, well, the Capitals on the other side, all the skaters could not get it done on the other end, though I think they did literally everything except find twine, except do what was most important, and that's score goals. This score, I don't think, is indicative of the Washington Capitals right now. Though, if you think about it, really, really think about it. This is all fantasy and not reality until game 20. 21, rather. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's really my take. Was not a bad game. Did not get the results that we want. New coaches, new players. I mean, how often? I mean, should I continue to beat the horse, Polly? I don't know. No. What, what's your take? Did, did you see anything there? No, burn the tape, and uh, let's let's not relive this. There were times where we could have gone better. You know, I mean, they. Um, there were times where I mean, I mean, Hardy Hom and Octel got caught on his red line in between no man's land in between the offensive blue line and the red line. He was trying to push play. That's what Carberry wants. And sometimes you're going to get caught with your pants down. Um, I can't say that being a damning feature of the team and the direct trajectory, the tra- trajectory that they're going. I can't, I can't say that's like an, uh, a huge off course explosion. I can't say any of that of this game where we got absolutely our tits smoked off in the scoreboard, I cannot say that the Washington Capitals played a terrible game. No, I mean, really, just the puck went in for one team and didn't go in for the other. And that's hockey, baby. That's why we play 82. That's why you got to have grit. That's why you got to have physicality. That's why you have to have inertia, you know? And sometimes you got to have a little luck. And honestly, I'd rather have luck than skill every day every day every day of the week baby luckily though the washington capitals were back in action two days later against the columbus blue jackets now columbus blue jackets have a have a losing record coming into the into the showdown the washington capitals are in the basement you know i mean we're we're outside looking in on the playoff picture right now 10 less than 10 games in but Got Charlie Lindgren, Chucky, 
Chucky Mutton Chops, In Between the Pipes, Southpaw, Silly Cider, Weird Guy, because he's a goalie. All right. Fucking weirdo. Absolutely steals this game. A minute 30 in, TVR catches himself an edge. Just a, and, and also it gets tangled up with a guy. Just honestly, when it comes to being a defenseman, that's like the worst position you want to get in. Left foot, you know, going right, left foot ahead, way ahead of your back foot, and a guy next to you dragging that foot forward. That is, that's terrible. Your ankle's getting fucked. And I think, or ankle, lower, lower leg, LBI, TVR leaves, he won't return. I told myself when the game started, this is going to be a slop fest for, for both sides. And it ended up being that for a while. Early on, Caps get a power play in the first. Wilson gets a penalty shot. And we could not convert on either. You know, we, we we play a good game. Everything's pretty even. Caps are pressing the net, which is good. You know, the fact that we got a penalty shot, shot opportunity and a power play opportunity in the first means that we have made the other team uncomfortable enough to commit one pretty possible, maybe good penalty, and two, a penalty shot penalty. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that every day of the week. Just don't worry about the score. Think about the play. What do you think, Paul, here? I mean, first period, you push a team to one or two PPs and you get a penalty shot? Well, it sounds like you're playing hockey. It sounds like you're you're playing against a, a ship that's slowly sinking, which is good. Yeah. Absolutely. So we didn't finish on it. Happens, happens. Uh, you know, during this first half of the game, even into the second, Locker and Joe B were talking about, you know, the Washington Capitals have not sh- scored on a slap shot. They haven't scored on a tip-in. They haven't scored on a deflection. So there's a lot of buzz around the Washington Capitals need to get into the front of the net and start looking for those deflections, looking for those tip-ins. I found it funny that a team that is having big struggles putting the puck in the back of the net is asking for the hardest way to put the puck in the back of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a deflection dude uh, guy. I mean, are you Polly? I think I've deflected. I've, I've shot in the career of us playing together, which is almost a decade at this point. I have seen you tip in one goal. Yeah. Um, I'd say 95% of the time when I get a piece I redirect it to the corner. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, it's actually an accomplishment if you redirect it over the net. At least you got some air on it. Yeah. 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 Kicking field goals. Right. So, you know, I just shoot them over the net because, you know, I'm all bar down ski or nothing, you know. But at the same time, I, 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 I thought that was laughable. But I 100% agree. The Washington Capitals need to get into the dirty spots, right? You know, if, if you're struggling a little bit and you want to get some points here and, and you're really trying to muck it up, there has to be a concentration to getting into the hard spots of the ice. And hard spots of the ice, I think, you know, maybe if you're new to hockey and you, and you don't know what that means, the hard spots of the ice are where you're going to get beat up. 
And it's real easy for a defenseman of the other team to beat you up right in front of their net. I like to beat guys up in front of the other net, in front of my own net. That's, you know, that's like somebody walking into your house and taking a poop on the floor. You like when people do that? No, I hate that. <laughs> beat them up. I beat them up when that happens. <laughs> Anyways. You as you luck get for breakfast? <laughs> Happy Gilmore. What'd you say? What'd you say? I, I said, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> well, Happy Gilmore. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So, in the beginning here, uh, I don't even remember on Columbus who scores first. Actually, sorry. The Capitals score first, don't they? They do. St. Thomas buries a bouncing puck going harder than that. Um, and then took a penalty immediately after for good measure. So, you know, praise be. Yeah, patron saint of the Washington Capitals. Yeah, praise be to St. Thomas. Buries a pretty goofy goal, but a hardworking goal, a gutsy goal, going straight to the net. Sandine did not get an assist, though. It was his stick in which it bounced off of because the officials decided that, you know, he didn't have full fucking control or whatever that is, you know, whatever possession is in hockey, right? Um, I hope that that just, you know, I, I feel like that's going to come out 50-50, right, at the end, you know, who has possession, who doesn't, but whatever. Anyways, Tommy, St. Tommy, St. Thomas, patron St., Washington Capitals, buries, buries a goal, a little flutterer over Ms. Lurkin's glove hand. And then during the por- the power play shortly after, the Caps, or I mean the Jackets, absolutely caved the Caps in on shots, but Lindgren was sharp. And if we're going to put out a number one star of this last game, it's absolutely got to be Silly Cider, Mutton Chop, Chucky Lind- Lindgren, Mr. Mustache himself. There was a great play by Milano later on to keep possession in the Ozone. Slung around from Kuzi to Sandine. cross ice to Jensen, who found Sonny Milano, who started the whole play on on the forecheck. Backdoor for a bang-bang, as Joe B would say. And, you know, it was an excellent shift for Milano there. And that really put the Columbus Blue Jackets away. I don't even remember who scored for them. That's how good I thought this win was. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Hold if on. you could. It what was, were you before? I cut you off. I cut you off. Dmitry Voronkov. Mm. Young guy. You know, look, the Columbus Blue Jackets have a, a ton of raw talent on their team. Young guys. Yeah, I think they've got a future. Kickstarter on that team. A couple. At least 10. At least. But yeah, what were you saying, Polly? I don't know. I'm I'm so used to you interrupting me. I just you know. I I went for it. I really went for it. I really did. But no, I I I truly don't remember what I was saying. Okay. But you know, I think that there were times. I mean, uh, it's probably about Charlie Lindgren, man. The Southpaw coming in, coming in off of uh, an injury. You know, Kemper has a bad game. Might as well give him the start, right? If you're a coach, might as well give it to him. And he comes in and absolutely stands on his fucking head. Love to see it. 
It's great. Okay, sorry. I was trying to lead you into something there. But here's the thing about the about the Blue Jackets game. That maybe you missed, maybe you didn't. We've talked about it earlier in the season. John Carlson has not been given OV PG passes. You've noticed it, right, Paulie? Yeah, yeah. He's putting them behind him or in his feet. Which is tough. But towards the end, in the second, I thought that Ovi looked much more engaged. He was working harder for his shots or his shot attempts, and he was taking different position, more like in front of the net, more like towards the goal line to, you know, sweep around, get some momentum and level somebody, which is prime Ovi. That's where I like to see him. Um, But when he did have the power play opportunity at the uh, top of left circles, this for me, was a game where he got a true fully evolved power play option chance, right? So with the Washington Capitals, we've our power play has been hit or miss. But we have seen instances where uh, we get we're setting it up, Koozie's ragging it around or whoever's we're moving it around, and we get like one decent look okay for this power some of the power plays i saw in in columbus especially the later ones in the in the game i was seeing ov able to unload and so what i see there is that that's ovechkin he's still got the power he needs to hone in the accuracy a little bit and maybe he needs to get fed a couple better feeds but I do not think that this is any any red flag or signification, if you will, that Ovechkin's washed and like it's over. No, you just gotta let the diesel warm up. Exactly, exactly. You gotta let it. Gotta let it, the engine idle in the winter. A little idle for get to get a little warmed up, and then before tearing ass. Um, with this win which the first, second, and third star probably should have gone Charlie Lindgren, wouldn't you say, Bye. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and this guy was all over. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've talked in this podcast years ago, and, and I always bring it up, but, you know, goaltending super fascinating to me. I think it's an incredible position to, to dissect and to look at. I've played goalie, you know, of – I think that every hockey player should at least one time strap up the pads and see what it's like uh, to feel that. But when it comes down to it, like Jonathan Quick said in a uh, Players Tribune article that he's sick and tired of hearing about how athletic goalies are because goaltending is such a highly technical position. And when I say that, I mean like if anybody's ever done – heavy weightlifting. That's a technical lift if you're going to do Olympic weightlifting, right? So squats, your body position needs to be in a certain way for you to be able to safely put up what could be double and triple times your weight. Bench press, same way. 
you know, deadlift, same way, right? Very technical. And I think the goaltending position is the exact same, except it's even harder because you have to adapt to what is happening in front of you and also be aware of what's happening in your periphery and behind you and be able to have the option open to quick burst your muscles to get over to said position if the play changes plane. Um, so when we talk about goalies who are just incredibly technically proficient, proficient, I, I would look at like a Kemper. Yet I really don't think Kemper is that highly, highly technical. Same with a Samsonov. I didn't think that they were like super highly technical. I thought that they used their size of a crutch a bit. And that's why I like these little goaltenders because they make it so much more fun to watch. And if you looked at the saves that were being made when it came to Kemper versus which who has been doing a great job, not detracting from that at all, He's doing a great job for the Washington Capitals up to this point, carrying the water for the most part. Uh, Charlie Lindgren was, I believe, the starter in the Pittsburgh 4 to nothing loss in the beginning of camp. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Carberry likes Charlie Lindgren. He had him as the, the, the opener starter, and he got injured, and now he's back. And I think Chucky's feeling himself a little bit. Southpaw silly cider, right hand glove. And did he put that glove on display this last game? Absolutely. Did he show his acrobatic style, which is highly entertaining, though? You know, there's really only a handful of goalies that could pull that style off and be elite at it. And I'll name it for you right now. And I've got three. Oli Kolzig, Dominic Hasek, and Jonathan Quick. Those are three goalies who are not huge, who I, well, Oli at the time was big, but in today's standards, really not so much. But aggressive and able to cut down the angles incredibly well and use their athleticism, as they say, to move post to post. I think that technical goalies would argue that if you were in better position, you would be much more apt to make a save and without less effort. But I, I love that style that, that Lingren's got. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think anytime someone doesn't have uh, size as an advantage, you see their hard work and um, study of the game, see that that's what got them there. Absolutely. So who knows? Um, one thing about that win in Columbus, the thousandth cap caps home win, which is actually probably is interesting. The only the 15th franchise in the NHL to ever do so. Not bad for an expansion team that had quite a few teams ahead of them. In the seventies, I think uh, Washington Capitals won eight games. When they first came in, their first season as an expansion team. Yeah. Let's just say it wasn't as easy as the Kraken and the Vegas Knights have gotten. Let's just say that. I'll just put that out there. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. Not nearly as easy. 
So Washington Capitals uh, start off really rough, but I think that it's pretty cool that and and does this stat not like throw you for a fucking loop though, Paulie? Like fifteenth team in NHL history to ever get on thousand home wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that only fifteen have done it. Yeah, and you know when. The Washington Capitals came into the league. They think they were like, you know, this is a league of uh, basically original six plus nine or so. So there's teams that didn't even make it to even sniff this record. That's for sure. And then um, it, I don't know. There's just a real weird jarring, jarring uh stat to just be the 15th team and you know it's what does this signify it, it signifies is it's a lot of stroking for the for the franchise the washington capitals franchise itself it's a longevity stat you know at any even time you're only afforded 40 if you go perfect at home you're going to get 42 wins so to do a thousand home wins is incredible uh it means that we have not only created a team that is competitive but we have also had great support from people like you who are listening right now, who are incredible fans and are willing to, you know, sit it out and push through good and bad times. And we've got longevity and we're breaking on a storied franchise here. Stay tuned. It's all you, baby. It's all you, Capstones. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So overall, this week, I'm thinking the power power play is is lacking, but the penalty kill and the defensive structure much better than the power play. We say it all the time, Polly. What would you rather have? A better pa- power play or a better penalty kill? Penalty kill. Every time. Every time. It's not even fucking. There's no hesitation there. Um, I think the defense is coming together. I think that. As a whole, as, as, as the whole team, they understand their defensive assignments in every situation or they're starting to understand it in every situation. This is really good in transition and also settled plays in our own zone. In an imperfect world, I think this is a very, very high positive. Obviously, I'd like to see us bury more goals, but, you know, we're not living in reality. This is not the real world. This isn't this is not the Washington Capitals that should be judged upon anything we have. Less than 20 games in, and as I've said, and as I'm continuing to pull on that rope, I will not take the Washington Capitals seriously until game number 21, good or bad. I'm with you. Though I do say, game, I'm I'm feeling good. I'll just say that. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. All right. All right. I think Columbus was a bigger test than we thought, Polly, honestly. I think Columbus has a bright future if they can manage their assets right. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think uh, there'll be trouble in the years to come. Absolutely. I mean, they got Elvis Merlis Leakins. They've got a decent uh, defensive core. A lot of speed up front. Just got to figure it out. Last week, I said that OV would score two goals. Paul, how many did you say he would score? One. What was the actual total? Zero. 
So you were more wrong. No. <laughs> All right, fine, fine, fine. We were both wrong. No OV goals this week. Shitty. Uh, we were at a straight-up mirror image juxtapose here. I'd said that last week we were going to go 0-2. We went 1-1. One one. Polly said we were going to go 2-0. We went 1-1. One one. I would say, Polly, you you lost more. So, you know, you're you're the bigger loser here. No. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Let me give him something. All right. <laughs> Upcoming games. Next week, we've got three playoff teams. On the 8th, we've got the Florida Panthers. On the 10th, we've got the New Jersey Devils. And on the 11th, we've got the New York Islanders. I'm thinking that Ovi goes off and scores three goals. I'm going to be conservative and say one. I think despite the three goals... We go oh one and two. Huh. Taking after my style here, huh? I don't know what to do. I can't give the. I, I, this is fucking funny money. This is all fantasy land. The Washington Capitals could do whatever the fuck they want, and I wouldn't care as long as we at least get close to five hundred. I think that's a a plus. Like you said, I think that getting a five hundred record in the first twenty games is an absolute win for the Washington Capitals. Well, and along those lines, I'm predicting one, one, and one this week. So, uh, three out of a possible six points. Let's go. Way to hedge your bets, you coward. Jesus. <laughs> All right, we 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 just really took a long time for this this epi. What are we talking about on Thursday? On the hockey troll hip check, I will be talking about. Hockey literature in the romance smut novel section is breaking into the mainstream cast fans. I don't know if you know this, but uh, hockey boys may be the flavor of the month. You know, we've known this all along. We make hockey players make the best lovers. We have the with strongest core. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even when you're in beer league and the cores are covered up with, too many cores. All right, speak for yourself. What's your what's 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 snack time going to be with on Thursday? We're going to talk about some bad records in the NHL. Let's go. I know a couple held yeah. by the Washington Capitals. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, we'll get into it. All right, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for bringing with us. If you're at this point, love you, mean it. Until next, until Thursday. Sorry. Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.